A novel cancer treatment known as a therapeutic vaccine has been approved by the Food and Drug Administration as a novel way to attack cancerous tumors. It's called Provenge, but its story may be more than just a new treatment for prostate cancer. You're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host, and joining me today is Dr. Mark Frolish. Dr. Frolish is Senior Vice President of Clinical Affairs and Chief Medical Officer at Dendrion Corporation a publicly traded Seattle-based biotech company. He previously served as Dendrion's Vice President of Clinical Affairs and before that was the company's Senior Medical Director. Before joining Dendrion in 2005, Dr. Frolish was Vice President and Medical Director at biotech firm Excite Therapies. He also has a noted academic background. Before joining the private sector, he was an assistant professor in the Division of Hematology Oncology at the University of California, San Francisco, where he specialized in urologic oncology. Dr. Frolich did his postdoctoral training in oncology at the University of California, San Francisco. He received his Bachelor of Science from Yale University in Electrical Engineering and Economics and his MD from the Harvard Medical School. We're so happy to have him joining me from Dendrion's offices in Seattle, Washington. Dr. Mark Frolich, welcome to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Thanks, Bruce. Pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you here because Dendrion has clearly been in the news uh, off and on over the years, but recently, as biotech companies, this is a rare occurrence when they have victory. They get a drug approved, but you're going to tell us about Provenge and how unique this was, not only the vaccine itself, but the whole process. Yes, this is an incredibly exciting time, I think, for uh, for patients with uh, prostate cancer for the whole field of immunotherapy and uh, certainly for us here at Dendrion. So let me spend a little time maybe just describing what Provenge is and how it's administered. So it's classified as an autologous cellular immunotherapy uh, by the Food and Drug Administration. And it's a product that we make by collecting peripheral blood mononuclear cells, the white cells, from patients with the leukapheresis procedure. And those cells are then shipped to one of our manufacturing facilities where they're incubated with a recombinant fusion protein consisting of a prostate tumor antigen or protein, prostatic acid phosphatase, which is fused to immune molecule GMCSF, which helps to activate the antigen-presenting cells in the product. And uh, those antigen-presenting cells then digest this protein and express the tumor antigen on the surface of those cells. And that's the product that's then infused into the patient to promote the immune system to recognize uh, those uh, prostate proteins. And uh, then presumably T-cells become activated and travel throughout the body and are able to uh, attack the cancer cells wherever they may be. And Provenge has been in uh, clinical development for prostate cancer for over 10 years now. And what we've shown in the most recent impact trial, which is a trial of 512 uh, patients with uh, asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic castrate-resistant prostate cancer, was that overall survival was prolonged in the men who got Provenge relative to placebo by uh, a median of 4.1 months. And the percentage of men who were alive at three years was 32% compared to 23%. Well, and when physicians who are out there, either if they have a cancer specialty or if they're primary care, a lot of them might be more familiar with Lupron, Zolodex. Where does this treatment fit in in the course of prostate cancer therapy for men? So to review the kind of the natural history of the disease, so often if prostate cancer is caught early, it can be treated definitively with things like radiation uh, therapy or surgery. Many of those men can be actually cured. Uh, but between 20 and 40% of the men will actually subsequently have relapse of their disease, which is typically 
manifested by a rise in the tumor marker PSA. And those men often at some point go on to hormonal therapy, either continually or intermittently. And that's very effective therapy for a period of time, but the disease often then subsequently progresses, ultimately spreading to lymph nodes and bone. And when the hormones stop being effective, it's a so-called castrate-resistant prostate cancer. Where we studied uh, patients was in this group of patients who had metastatic castrate-resistant prostate cancer, and specifically in men who had no symptoms or minimal symptoms. And so this is where Provenge is currently approved to be used. The other treatments in this space include the only other therapy shown to prolong survival for men with advanced prostate cancer is the chemotherapy using agent docetaxel, which is approved for men with uh, metastatic castrate-resistant prostate cancer. For a lot of our listeners, they might not realize that the FDA's action was written up as a watershed event in several publications because you guys had to overcome a controversial rejection of the application three years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think in the history of the FDA, we know they're scrutinizing things more closely, but this is a little different story than you know, approving a pill such as a Vioxx that later has problems. I mean, this was uh, several challenges in it because it was a new treatment. So Dendron initially did two randomized phase three trials in men with asymptomatic uh, metastatic castrate-resistant prostate cancer. And one of those uh, trials did not meet its primary endpoint of time to disease progression, but when the overall survival analysis was done after three years of follow-up in all men, there was a strong evidence of an effect on overall survival with a four-and-a-half-month median uh, survival benefit, which was uh, statistically significant with a p-value of 0.01. And then there was a, a second trial in which enrollment was discontinued early prior to the availability of the survival results from the first trial, which showed a trend in the same direction. It was these data that we took to the FDA, and the FDA uh, convened an advisory panel in 2007 and asked the panel to assess the safety and the efficacy of the product. And they voted unanimously that there was substantial evidence of safety and 13 to 4 in favor um, that there was substantial evidence of, of efficacy of the product. And typically, the FDA follows the uh, recommendations of an advisory panel, but in this case, they uh, issued Dendrion a complete response letter requesting additional clinical data to support the efficacy claim. And fortunately for Dendrion, the impact trial that I described initially uh, was already underway and enrolling patients, and so we were able to provide those additional results when the trial was unblinded, and that was then the complete package that we provided to the FDA was those two additional trials and then the impact trial. They just wanting additional data to show what? I mean, if it's a safety, it's, the advisory panel says safe, the, it's showing efficacy. The concerns the FDA had were that those two initial trials were not large. The first one was 127 patients. The second one was 98 patients. So oncology products typically approve these days that the trials are, are larger than that. And the second point was that the primary endpoints of the trial, as they were designed, was to measure an effect on time to disease progression. And we were not able to show that. And anytime a trial does not meet its primary endpoint, there's a concern that uh, subsequent findings might not be true findings. And so they wanted to see additional evidence to ensure themselves that the treatment effect was real. And the impact trial, in fact, did confirm that. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host. And joining me today is Dr. Mark Frolish. He's a senior vice president of clinical affairs and the chief medical officer at Dendrion Corporation out in Seattle. And they were just recently approved for a therapeutic 
cancer vaccine for prostate patients. And we were just talking about sort of their road to approval. And Dr. Frolish, if you could tell us a little bit about this process and what it means for other potential treatments, because I think if you guys were the the guinea pigs, if you will, the FDA saying, well, you know, even though our advisory panel gives us an overwhelming approval, it's got 100 or 200 patients in the trial, you go out and you do more study on 500 patients. What does that mean to the field going forward for new treatments? There's a tremendous amount of excitement and enthusiasm in the, the cancer immunotherapy community at this time because people have been really working on this types of approaches trying to harness a patient's immune system for decades. Unfortunately, many, many setbacks, some glimmers of hope, but multiple setbacks. And so this is the first time that an improvement in overall survival has been demonstrated in a large randomized trial. So I think this really encourages people that this great promise and dream, which people have had for so long, is in fact, has become a reality, and that additional means of harnessing the immune system are certainly possible. So I think we're going to be seeing many more new approaches to try to harness a patient's own immune system. And we here at Dendrion are, now that this treatment approach has been validated, our platform has been validated, are very interested in moving and targeting different types of cancers. And in fact, we have a program targeting the, the tumor antigen HER2 new, overexpressed in you know, breast, bladder, uh, ovarian, colorectal cancer. Uh, we'll be moving into additional clinical trials with that approach. We're also targeting the tumor antigen carbonic antihydrase 9, overexpressed in the vast majority of kidney cancers. And we'll have a, a clinical program which will be launching in that area as well. And for our listeners who might not understand, I mean, when you're talking about a biotech company, they don't have endless access to cash. And so a smaller company might have given up. And so I think with this, you were well-funded, even in this kind of crazy economic time that we have, and you were able to forge ahead, which isn't always the case. And so I think part of the lesson here would probably be that you've paved the way in telling other academics and clearly private sector companies that this is what the FDA wants. That's correct. And I think some of the lessons that we learned along the way were in terms of you know trial design, what the most appropriate endpoints are. We learned, for example, that time disease progression is not a good endpoint with an immunotherapy such as Provenge. And certainly in prostate cancer, it's, it's not a particularly good endpoint. And overall survival is really an endpoint that best captures the clinical efficacy of the product and really is the gold standard uh, for oncology treatments. And so I think lessons like that about you know how to design trials and what endpoints to choose and what patient populations to choose, I think, will be helpful for others uh, to come in the future. Well, you bring up an interesting point as far as time to disease progression and survival. And there have been some critics, if you will, who say, well, there's four and a half months survival, but won't you be continuing the study? I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's it. I mean, it could be, you know, that's what you were able to get the drug approved, but there will be more study. I mean, with the therapeutic, some people think vaccine, they think, well, that means I'm not going to get it. But where do you see this headed to potentially there could be measures for even longer survival? Approximately four months, a median survival benefit is immediate. Exactly. It's, you know, it's the typical patient experiences, but there are some patients who may be benefiting substantially more than that. And I think that really comes down to individual patients' immune response and, and how they how they respond to it. And that's something that will continue be continued to investigate. And the other thing is I think that it encourages us is that to look earlier in the natural history of the disease with an immunotherapeutic approach like this. Those patients certainly may benefit and with an even more intact immune system may have even greater benefit. And those are areas that we're interested in exploring in clinical trials. I.e. you would have them get the vaccine 
maybe after they were diagnosed as an example, and then see where it played itself out. Right. And so we've started to explore those things in uh, the neoadjuvant setting. So we have a clinical trial ongoing now where men get Provenge prior to having their prostate removed and looking in the prostate to see evidence of immune activation in the prostate. We've also completed a trial or completed enrollment, a trial where we're looking at administering Provenge in men who had a rising PSA after their prostate was removed. So those are the types of clinical trial settings that we're interested in in conducting additional clinical trials to determine the potential clinical benefit of uh, Provenge in that setting. And it helps to have something approved in generating sales to fund all this, I'm sure. Clinical trials take a lot of resources, so uh, indeed to ask questions and to design the trials in a way that can provide the level of evidence that physicians in the FDA require requires a substantial number of patients and a number of years to conduct those trials. So, so having the resources to do that is indeed important. Well, with that, we would like to thank Dr. Mark Frolish, who has been our guest. He is the Chief Medical Officer and Senior Vice President of Clinical Affairs at Dendrion Corporation. If you've not heard about Dendrion, Dendrion is a Seattle-based biotech company that cleared a long-awaited hurdle in getting its therapeutic cancer vaccine for prostate patients known as Provenge approved. It's something that you'll want to watch and pay attention to going forward because it's a company that is going to be uh, looking at this they're not done yet, even though they've cleared a huge milestone. I'm Bruce Japson. I've been your host, and you've been listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on the air. Please check us out at ReachMD.com. And I'd like to thank you today for listening. <laughs>